Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Working Experience. This episode is brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy leaving money under their child's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. You can tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the Tooth Fairy and Santa and then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes and you can then save it to your phone and share on social media. The Still Believe app is available for the iPhone and Android and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. This episode is also brought to you by my digital media agency, One Circle Media. One Circle creates content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms, servicing networks, studios, brands, and Fortune 500 clients. Check out our work at onecircledigital.com and onecirclebrand.com. If you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john, J-O-H-N, at onecirclemedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoy this episode of The Working Experience. The Working Experience. 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleep. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. (laughs) They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was no. living his toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everybody. This is Maddie Kay. Welcome to uh, another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. And uh, I am also here. Yes, we're both here to discuss uh, pressing financial issues of the day, namely the fact that Amazon, who I use, um, full disclosure, uh, I find it very, very, (laughs) very, very... I think think everyone uses Amazon. Yeah. Um, Well, I I like to flex my kind of Luddite off-the-grid credentials, but I'm as guilty as anybody. Uh, so they made $11.2 billion in profits and, uh, in a couple of months, less than two months now, hopefully you will be, uh, unless you file an extension like I do occasionally, um, filing your, uh, state and federal income taxes, you know, hopefully you get a, a return from uncle Sam, but if you own your own business or whatever, you probably have to pay taxes, uh, your taxes will probably be more than Amazon's because, uh, John, how much did Amazon pay last year in federal taxes? Well, if I'm going to round it off to the nearest digit, yep. it would be zero. Which is a round digit. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. They actually, I believe they're at negative 1% 
of whatever they earned. I, isn't that what the article said? They actually, they're actually in negative numbers. I think the government owes them money. <laughs> they, well, it does say here, uh, those wondering how many zeros Amazon, which is valued at nearly $800 billion, oh my God, $800 billion, has to pay in federal taxes, might be surprised that its check to the IRS will read exactly zero. Uh, yeah, that seems, that seems inherently fair to me. Now there's a a couple I heard about in Texas. They would normally get back $5,000. I I think they, uh, they might own a business or I, I don't really remember. Anyway, she is, uh, having a baby. She's taking unpaid maternity leave. Um, and due to the new tax structure, they're getting back nothing. Zero. And they were counting on that $5,000. Now her husband is going to have to drive Uber or something like that. They don't really know how they're going to make up the difference. So they, however that got structured, again, they may own a side business or something like that. I don't really remember why they got $5,000 is a lot to get back. But um, yeah, they'll be getting back nothing, whereas Amazon will pay nothing. And and there, I think they could get back some money or roll it over. Roll, roll good lord. Roll over that until until two thousand nineteen. Look, th- this to me is preposterous. I mean, the fact that these uh, these loopholes exist for businesses. And let me just be clear with with Trump's new um, uh, tax plan, it. You know, with, with corporations with lowering the tax rate, I own a corporation. It benefits me. However, what people don't realize is small businesses don't have the the simply the capital to hire the multitude of high-paid uh, accountants and lawyers that it takes to really wring out these loopholes to, you know, incorporate in Ireland or corporate in the Bahamas or Cayman Islands and then throw all your patents there. And then, you know, there, there's a whole, there's a whole system to, of tax avoidance that is insane to me because Amazon is benefiting from having their operations here on U S soil and U.S. workers, the intellectual uh, capacity of the U.S. U.S. workers, and the fact that you know mom and pop stores are paying probably thirty, forty cents on the dollar into the tax system, and earning far less than Amazon, and Amazon is paying a big fat zero. It's almost comical, but it's not. Now, how do they get into this position? Like, what do, what do they do? do you well, know? In terms of in terms of Amazon or yeah like why do they only why do they owe nothing like how does that work uh, I specifically I don't know the strategy that Amazon uses but for instance like you know Apple is another uh, corporation that pays very little in um, federal taxes there are a series of um, they'll get tax breaks like here's the big thing with um, with Amazon's headquarters that was supposed to come to Long Island City, they were going to get um, New York State uh, tax rebates, I think, that were in the billions of dollars for bringing 25,000 jobs in state. 
So basically they're getting, you know, they're, they're probably paying next to nothing in uh, state income taxes. And then the state is subsidizing their move here because it would create all these jobs. Um, and within the, um, uh, you know, on the Fed level for like, uh, for Apple, I know that Apple, um, you know, I, th I think it holds a lot of its patents in Ireland. And then, uh, so a lot of that uh, money is taxed at the Irish um, uh, tax rate, which I think is 12%. There was this. I think they're they're still in a lawsuit with the EU with Ireland that Apple owes them, you know, five billion dollars or seven billion dollars in back taxes. So, you know, given that the current landscape of multinational companies, they could incorporate anywhere, and then you know the U.S. could then become a subsidiary of that Irish corporation and then operate out of the U.S. and not be an American corporation. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, basically, they, I mean, I guess since the economy is so globalized now that they, you know, the idea that you have a, you know, physical headquarters someplace like, you know, Nebraska and you're paying taxes. I mean, it makes sense to me to a point, you know, but, and then I, I guess it's just, I'm like most people. I, you know, you, you listen to these things and then you just start to get frustrated by it, especially when it says, Amazon's low to non-existent tax rate has been chided by politicians ranging from Senator Bernie Sanders to President Donald Trump. Like two people who are very much on opposite ends of the spectrum, at least, well, I, I don't know, Donald Trump's always so hard to gauge, but um, it's sort of like, okay, well, they're aware of this, but it's Washington who is allowing this to happen. So if they have a problem with it, why doesn't it get fixed? I think I'm, and I realize that is a very simplified version, but, you know, for somebody who's paying, you know, who owns a restaurant and, you know, maybe they cleared, I don't know, $250,000 last year, they owe, you know, in the neighborhood of, you know, I'm sure you can take deductions and all this and that, but owes, you know, a substantial percentage of their profit. And then you look at, you know, Jeff Bezos made, it said here, $9 billion last year when their stock went up. And it's like, how how greedy can one person possibly be? I don't know. Well, I mean, I so I just, I just looked up the numbers for Apple. So in, um, you know, Apple, uh, this is, this is late 2017. They accumulated $252 billion of cash, 94% of it held offshore. So that's the, that's the tax avoidance strategy that I was talking about, that where they shift profits from sales in Europe, Asia, and in the Middle East out of that country's direct tax jurisdiction into a country that has a lower tax. So the, the one big thing is that Apple can't bring back those untaxed profits back to the U S without paying that the corporate rate, which was 35%. And now I believe it's 21%. So all this money is being held off basically offshore. So for example, Apple made almost $45 billion outside of the United States in 2017 while paying around 1.65 billion in foreign taxes a rate that's roughly about 
<laughs> and the European Union is trying to get Apple to pay about $15 billion in back taxes. But Apple disputes the finding. So there are, there are clear loopholes in place. And you're right. The government, the U.S. government could create a law that would state that, you know, if you have X amount of, you know, if, you, if your headquarters is on U.S. soil or if you have employees of over 5,000 people, Americans, blah, 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 you must adhere to these policies. You must, you know, you must, uh, you must pay profits. I mean, you must allocate your, you, uh, your profits in the U S at X percentage, you know? Yeah. But so if you, I mean, look, if you, if you pay, um, enough accountants and lawyers who are all very smart people, they'll find ways around it. And we're talking, we're talking about billions and billions of dollars. So that, um, and, you know, in the U.S., you have, you know, our government is 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 on a spending spree. We're 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 going down the toilet by the tune of trillions of dollars. That tax burden is now falling squarely on middle class Americans, and it's always been squarely on middle class Americans. And then you read that Amazon is paying zero on right. eleven plus billion dollars. It, it, it's it's insane. It's insane. As a teacher, uh, a second year teacher in a, we, we just had this breakdown. Now I fall into some different categories, but a second year teacher in a public school in Massachusetts. Now Massachusetts teachers by national standards are much better paid, but uh, a teacher who is making $42,000 a year, their take home pay will be about $28,000 after taxes. I mean, that is a huge bite taken out of, of teachers' salaries. So when someone sees Amazon, Jeff Bezos, paying nothing, it's like, why did this come about? You know? Oh, I mean, if, but, but it's even, you know, for your, your average... American, uh, and this is this is why there are you know it's 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 very prevalent to have um, both both parents working dual income, because if you take into account your your federal tax rate, your state and your local taxes, and then you throw on your property taxes if you're a homeowner, right, and then if you throw on sales tax for everything that you buy effectively a, a large percentage of Americans are at a 50% tax rate effectively. Yeah. I mean, you know what I understand there are tax brackets and it's progressive. And if you, you know, if I think if you earn under $20,000, it's, it's hardly even taxed all, all that good stuff. But you know, if, if you're, if you're middle-class, you're essentially at 50%. So 50% is just, just gone. So if you make, you know, fifty thousand dollars, you're you're you really see about twenty five grand of that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if you have mortgages, if you have, you know, like you say, property tax. I mean, there's excise. I just got another bill for an excise tax on a car I bought last year, and it's like you know, all these things that you do not factor in. You know, it's like oh, okay, there's that. You know that. Yeah. I mean, they hit you every. 
which way. And I think, you know, what it says in the article here is what frustrates people again. Uh, you know, Trump got into it with Bezos because Bezos owns a newspaper. I don't know. I forget which one he owns. The Washington Post. The or, Washington Post. Yeah, yeah, which was critical of Trump. So then he was saying, like, we've been giving all these tax breaks and they're basically just a delivery. They use the U.S. Postal Service as their delivery boy and all this and that, which... On the one hand, I think people who even really dislike Trump could say, well, yeah, I mean, he does have a point with that. But it says here, even though Trump previously blasted Amazon for its limited state taxes, a single presidential tweet caused the company's shares shares to fall by 9%. ITEP notes that its non-existent federal tax payment is a result of the Trump administration corporate Trump administration's corporate friendly tax cuts. So it's like, well, <laughs> and what you're, you know, it frustrates people. Like you're criticizing him for not paying taxes. You're creating the situation where he doesn't have to pay taxes. Well, they're, they're never going to close those loopholes because it, you know, it's it, the whole system is built on money. It's, you know, and it's all, it's all the, all the large donors to these political parties, right? So you're trying to get elected. You're getting money from the Amazons, the apples of the world. Like you're not going to, you're not going to pass legislation that's going to screw them. They, you know, all the lobbyists are getting together. Everyone's rubbing each other's back with oil and smoking cigars. I mean, it is look, and I see it as, um, I mean, I, what personally I think that, you know, the corporate tax rate should have been lowered to 20% just to be competitive around the world, but cut out all the loopholes. So what I pay in taxes as a small business is the same that Amazon pays in taxes. There should be zero difference. Everyone pays 20%. So if it was 20% on $11 billion, you know, what is that? like 2.5 billion, something like that, right? Yeah. 2.4 billion. So that's what they should have paid. And end of story, you know? But, and look, it, there's other things too where like, you know, you if you if you own real estate, um, you can depreciate it over uh, time. You can have accelerated depreciation on equipment and all that good stuff. And you got to factor all that stuff in, but, if you are allowing a corporation just to incorporate into an, another, uh, just shift profits to another country because they have a lower corporate tax rate, I mean, come on, this is this is insane. But here, here is also what really gets people like me frustrated, and I, I didn't know this before I looked at this article. Amazon has a history of avoiding various sales taxes and made headlines last summer after successfully convincing Seattle Mayor Jenny. Durkin to repeal a tax that would have helped the city's homeless population. Jenny Durkin is a Democrat. She was a federal prosecutor under President Obama. And she allowed them to do this. I think that's what I really, mean, were, like, there is nobody, even her, who's willing to, you know, say no to those things, you know, to say no to Amazon. Yeah, I mean, there are problems, she's probably, probably in their pocket, right? I mean, it's... I know, but you expect, like, a Democrat, you know what I mean? Like, how does she get elected mayor and then do that? I, I don't... I'd be curious to see if she got reelected. 
Like, maybe she does other wonderful things, I don't really know, but, you know, it really rubs people the wrong way. And, and I guess Amazon, to see it from the other side, all these companies, they come back with, hey, we create thousands of jobs, thousands of jobs. So if you are going to take our profits away, we are not going to create those jobs, a.k.a. what happened in, or for example, I should say, what happened with New York. I mean, now right. New York is not going to have 25,000 jobs. So now... That's always what companies say. They always play that card. They've never not played that card. We're going to create all these jobs. But if you go back to 19, it was Michael Moore's first documentary, Roger and Me, about the closing of the GM plant in, uh, in, in Michigan. I forget exactly where. And it's heartbreaking. I mean, they show people getting their houses are foreclosed. The sheriff is throwing their stuff out in the street. GM closed their plant. They got all these tax breaks and and everything else, and then it wasn't profitable, and uh, they moved. And all those jobs right. went away, and that's it. So, I don't know. They always play that game. It's always the, we're going to give you jobs. They, they were talking about moving to Boston, and they had people in Boston saying, you know, economists and whatnot, saying, stop falling for that. Like, it, it's, a, it's a shell game that they always play to get somebody else to pay, and then five years later, they're gone. They have no commitments to the people there or anything like that. And no, I mean, and it's it's the, I mean that they play that card because it gets everyone's attention. But it's at it's at what cost? I mean, obviously there would be an economic benefit to bringing those jobs to, to New York City. But at what cost? At a at a subsidy of billions of a taxpayer subsidy of billions of dollars. You know, and then right. you're right. Like, let's say they, they move here and then five years later, you know, Austin or Chicago or, uh, you know, Charlotte gives them a better deal and then they jump ship. Yep. Which they do. I mean, with NAFTA, right. there was a, a rash of, you know, in the 90s, a rash of factories closing and whatnot because they went to Mexico or they went someplace else cheaper. And, you know, it's... The thing is, when they talk about cutting into their profits all the time, I mean, you know, Jeff Bezos is worth so much money. And it's like, what, it, like, you can't pay, you could pay a 50% personal tax and still have four and a half billion dollars. But they don't see it like that. I don't know. It's no. just, you know, it, it's. Well, there, I mean, the, the company is there to, you know, optimize their profits and benefit their shareholders if the if these i mean you could look at it from like you know devil's advocate standpoint like if these things uh, exist and these these are the rules and these are the laws i mean to my knowledge that they're not breaking any laws no they're just taking advantage of the situation right. so it's uh, it's up to you know it's up to government the elected officials to to close these loopholes and shut it down and it's not, you know, the, the system is, you know, it's corrupt. It's, I mean, the U.S. system is probably the least corrupt, but it's, it's a corrupt system. It's not like Russia. But, the, I mean, the other thing, too, is the, no one's talking about the fact that, the, for instance, Google, Amazon, Facebook are essential monopolies. Like, there is, like, YouTube, there's, there is no other... Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you saw, 
in the, in the news recently that Apple is now, they want to like create like a Netflix for publications. Uh-huh. And so they want to, they want to have like, they, you know, that you have a news app on Apple and they want to aggregate like, if you pay a subscription, you can get access to the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, the LA Times, the New York Times, all that good stuff. And Apple's take that they want to take for creating this is 50%. And the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal are like, what are you talking about? 50%? Like, you want to take half of the revenue for creating an app? And Apple's like, yep, that's what we want to do, which is insane. It's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Like, I think like a fair amount would probably, like on the app Oops, store, sorry. right? So I. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. God damn it. What? This stupid video started playing. I, I was just trying to look at another. Uh... Oh, yeah. They have auto plays on the, on the videos. Well, this was another article that seemed funny about Elon Musk. But anyway, sorry. Finish your point. So, um, you know, like I have an app on the App Store, I still believe, and they take 30%. So, you know, whatever, someone pays $3 for the Tooth Fairy. I get 70 cents on the dollar uh, and they take 30%. I think that's unfair. I think they should take like 15 or 10%, much like Patreon. But 30% is kind of right at that thing where it's like, eh, you know, whatever. But 50%, that's yeah. just that's just greed. Well, it's like, how do you come up with that number? Like, where does that come from? You know, like what? Well, they're, they're basically, their point is like they've created the marketplace, right? So you've got, tens of millions of people on this marketplace and they're there and they need to take their cut. That's, yeah. that's their, and, and I mean like Apple right now, I wouldn't say Apple, I wouldn't throw Apple into the fact that it's a monopoly. Um, however it's, you know, because there is Android, which is a competing system, but like, you know, like Google, like Google and Facebook. I mean, there, there's no other, there's no other competitors. And if a competitor rises, they just buy it. Like, Facebook shouldn't have been able to buy Instagram. Like Instagram started to eat into Facebook and they just bought it for a billion dollars. Yeah. They bought WhatsApp. You know, they just they just go in and they just they buy their competitors. Like where's the government on, you know, antitrust and monopolies? That doesn't even that went out with the Clinton administration. Like they, they don't even pay any attention to that anymore. It does, I don't I, I remember reading something about that. Like it's a joke. Like they just don't doesn't doesn't it is it is a joke it's a complete joke yeah um well to to move in a a, maybe a parallel direction here this caught my eye uh about elon musk who uh elon musk had this quote um the world never changed by people working 40 hours a week i feel like saying where did you come up with that like where where did you honestly (laughs) come up with that like he really annoys me and I, like I say, I am a shareholder in his company, but he really annoys me. Um, he seems more Android than person, doesn't he? He seems like a pod person to me. Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely. Um, he, you know what? I actually, when you look at him, the amount of stress that that guy's going through is astronomical. I mean, he's lauded in the press as like the the big tech visionary, and look, he's doing. He's doing amazing things with Tesla, with solar energy, with SpaceX, but he's just, you just look at him and it's like, dude, he's like, you can see life slipping away from him. 
He's just, yeah. and right now he's under so much pressure. Yeah. But, you know, he, he did it to himself. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, so it says here, um, Ashley Vance shares the story of how Musk stopped working with his longtime executive assistant in early 2014. Uh, according to Vance, the assistant, Mary Beth Brown, asked Musk for a significant raise after she'd been working with him for 12 years. In response, Musk told Brown to take two weeks off, during which he would assume her responsibilities and see whether she was critical to his success. When Brown returned, Musk told her he didn't need her anymore. Uh, <laughs> Musk told Vance... <laughs> what? See, what, this guy personifies the word douche. He is a <laughs> douchebag. You know, I remember... Uh, I was with this woman for about three years. She was from Brazil. Um, her English her English was fine, but it was not her first language. And right. I, I remember one time I referred to somebody as a douchebag, and she was like, what's a douchebag? And I was like, well... I, and I find it was hard to... It, she knew who I was talking about. It was a friend of hers, husband or boyfriend. I'm like, the guy's a douchebag. Like him right. is, you know... And she's like, what, like an asshole? And I'm like, not quite. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's somewhere in, like, you know what it is. Or you know who, you know what I mean? Like, and he just strikes right, right. me as a douchebag. You know, he is a a, a douche. Because uh, this is a douchebag thing to do. Um, right. Must told Vance he offered Brown another position at the company, but that she never returned to the office after that. Well, why would you? Uh Musk responded to Vance's account on Twitter Thursday evening. Uh, the example is pretty... What did he say? Ashley Vance's biography is mostly correct, but also rife with errors and never independently fact-checked, despite my request that he do so. I guess Ashley Vance is a man. Um, it's a solid lesson in knowing what you're worth to your organization. I guess... You know, you know, it's funny, but whenever they would, there'd be a snowstorm or something like that here, they would say uh, about Massachusetts state workers, only non-essential personnel can stay home. Essential personnel needs to be in here. And my father said, everybody shows up on those days because you do not want to be labeled. Like, if you don't show up, you're saying I'm not essential. <laughs> And, right, exactly. you know, you're just uh, feeding at the public trough. So next time the budget gets trimmed and they get rid of non-essential personnel, that's you. So That's you, right, yeah. But, so you know, everyone comes in. Yeah, but she's been with this guy 12 years. You know, it's like, what is right. the... Like, what, again, what a douchebag, you know? Just like total <laughs> douche. Move. You would think someone would just say to someone after 12 years, you're right, you deserve a raise. Or, you know, I think you need a promotion. Let me put you in charge. You've been with me long enough. Let's, you know, no. This is Elon. What a wonderful guy. I don't know. It's it's like he, I wonder where his parents are, or if he was just like hatched from a pod, you know? <laughs> that That's what he strikes me as, somebody who was hatched from a pod, <laughs> you know, and he's not like a real human being. He exists on well, well, Ambien you know, and uh, whatever else he takes. It's just weird. Well, that's, it, it also, it, 
you know, did you watch the uh, testimony of Mark Zuckerberg um, on Capitol Hill with Facebook? I, I saw some of it on like MSNBC. Like what was equally disturbing as all the senators and congressmen not knowing not even having their hand close to the pulse of technology. Like the questions they were asking him were laughable. Yeah. Like they had no clue was Mark Zuckerberg's demean, um, like the, the way he carried himself. It literally looked like he hired uh, an AI human robot <laughs> to, to stand in for him. Yeah. Like even his, even like his smiles and his, it was all like I felt like someone was like talking into his ear, and it's like, okay, Mark, smirk slightly with your right corner of your mouth just coming up at maybe three degrees, no more than three degrees. Like, and he's all all his responses were like, "Yes, Senator, yeah. that is how it works." <laughs> I'm like, what is? What is going on? It's just absolutely, it was nuts. I think these people like him, Elon Musk, and there's others, they really start to get this like messiah complex. Like they are going to solve all the world's problems and all the other non-pod people just need to let, <laughs> let them, you know, technocratically work it out. And my fear is that they start to see like, Hmm. If we eradicate 150 million people from the population of the United States, things will be a lot better. And, you know, they would do something like that. Not out of any animosity. They would just make this like weirdo calculation in their head. Have you ever seen, have you ever well, watched the show Veep? Yes. What I think is fantastic. They have a guy on there where uh, Juliet Louise Dreyfus um, goes to like, you know, she's trying to run for president again, I think. And and she goes to visit this guy. And he is very much a Zuckerberg, Elon Musk guy. And he's a total weirdo. Like, he is a total weirdo. <laughs> and they go to Silicon Valley and they visit his office, which is, again, is totally weird. And it's just like, yeah, they, they really hit it pitch perfect with that stuff. Very good. Well, I, th I think that's what the fear is for with artificial intelligence is that we'll you know, create artificial intelligence that's so good that art the artificial intelligence of the computers will realize that human beings are the virus on planet Earth. And the only logical thing to do to save the environment is to eliminate human beings. It's like uh, the Terminator. That movie was right. very like, prescient. Like the, like the Terminator. Yeah. And I think there was, um, I don't know if it was that... Um, it was at Harvard or MIT or maybe it was at IBM, but they created, they were working within, within AI and having computers talk to each other. And then the computers evolved into a language that they would communicate only between the computers that the humans didn't understand. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so the, that's scary. The pro, so the programmers had to shut down the, the whole thing because they didn't understand, they didn't understand what, you know what they were doing and then also too is like we could we could also create ai that's so good that basically i so the idea is that we're smart enough to create the ai and then the ai will then reiterate on itself to become even more intelligent and more advanced to the point that the the dumb humans won't understand can't won't be able to conceive how the system works 
Yeah. Well, that, that, that's Skynet. That's the Terminator. That's right. exactly what happened. Yeah. And, you know, the I've never really read him too much, but a lot of his stories have been made into movies. It was Philip K. Dick. He was that science yep. fiction writer. And, yeah. like and, and Stephen King also. Like, if you read The Running Man and stuff like that, that is also very, again, like forward thinking into this like dystopian well Aaron Griffith was talking about we work we live we grow rise by we are you aware of all these things yeah I um I'm I'm very aware of this stuff I thought it was a joke I thought it was something she made up no it's not it's not a joke oh I've 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 uh I rent space from we work I'm a I'm a we worker Right. So my uh, my business is on, you know, 8th Avenue in Manhattan. Let me tell you uh, something. I've been to John's business probably, what, five times now to do podcasts. I am exhausted within 10 minutes of being in that. 10 place. minutes. Right. It's yeah, exhausting. It's, it's too. there's too much messaging going on. But Ugh. what I what I will what I will say, what WeWork is brilliant for is the flexibility so I can scale up and down office size uh, based on projects, and there's no there's no long term commitments. I'm not signing a five year lease. When I traveled to L.A., Austin, like there are instances where I had to open up um, a satellite office in Atlanta for a project for three months. I was able to do it. There are there are positives to it. Oh no, right? I, absolutely. That, and she said the same thing because I mentioned your situation and I said it's worked out great. And she said, yeah, it just the problem is it evolves into this weirdo. You know. Well, that's just it. Now, now they have you know we live, which is um, you know instead of office space, now you could be you can fully ingrain yourself into the. Now they're calling themselves we company, where so you can now live in like these shared apartment complexes, uh, and I think there's only one or two of those. And then also, uh, we I think it's we grow where they have a twenty thousand dollar a year nursery or kindergarten. To teach youngsters, I guess the art of hustle. Being I, I, entrepreneurs, I don't <laughs> yeah, to be to be entrepreneurs. But you know, it's it's this company. I was I've been with this company for four or five years, and I was with them from the beginning when they had like one or two locations, and now I think they're a twenty billion dollar company, and all forty, the, you know, all oh, they're forty, forty, yeah, Jesus, yeah. So all they're doing is just you know. Going in and leasing out massive amounts of space, and then subletting that, subletting those leases to companies like myself. Yeah, and that va- that valuation is just—it's insane. The it's we live. Insanity. It puts me in mind of uh, I saw these hotels in Tokyo one time where it, it literally is a pod that someone sleeps in. They have like three stacked yes. up. And you just, yes. it's, it's like six and a half feet long and it's uh, maybe three feet top to bottom. And you have a TV on the top and that, that could be your wee pod. <laughs> they just stick you in the pod <laughs> for right. eight hours, you, can, you know. You could also, you also go wee wee in that pod. You can oh, do sure. everything in that pod. Yeah, put you in the wee pod and then after eight hours it opens and it sort of dumps you out and now you're ready to work again. You're right in the office. You're, you're right. That spit, spit. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Matrix. Yeah, it's like you 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 plug yourself in, and then you just you you work, you live. But look, 
it, it's all all of this stuff is like you know this this techno this technology hustle and um, you know uh, WeWork is one of them. I mean they're they're a unicorn. They're a multi billion dollar company, and they're selling this. Um, you know they're selling this lifestyle. And one of the big growth areas for WeWork right now are big companies like Matt, where it used to be more entrepreneurial. Now they're having large corporations that. Yeah you know, don't want the hassle of setting up a 50 person office in OZ, Idaho or wherever it is. So they go to WeWork and they subcontract it out or they come to WeWork and have WeWork build out their office space to make it feel like cool and entrepreneurial. Yeah. Well, I, I did manage to scam some free food while I was there though. That was good. That's a bonus. They had a big spread, like one of the companies was having something. So I just literally wandered over and filled up a plate and and brought it. You were there when I did it. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I was talking the talk. I just said grind and hustle a couple of times and got a nice ham sandwich and some potato salad. So, yeah. You know. Slapped a couple of backs. Yeah. You know. Hey, high five. And then, and, you, and then you were there. Boom. Done. Yeah. You know, that's, see, that's what I like. I can embrace that, like the water, uh, they have free coffee. I just don't like the work aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like I like the food. (laughs) I like that. You can sign up for the free stuff, but when actual work has to get done, I'm going to shy away from that. Especially after like four in the afternoon. I just, you know, I mean, come on. At four in the afternoon. What I'm talking about, like two in the afternoon. I yeah, mean, you you're, know, you're 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 done. That's because you go so hard out of the gate. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is that's true. Uh, yeah, I know. People tell me, Matt, you work too hard. What are you doing? Think of think of yourself. Work. I love that BS. You know, I've really got to work on myself. And but like, give me a break. Come on, man. It, it, Matt, Matt, you were. <laughs> The, the way you live life is akin to a marathon where you, where the gun goes off and you sprint for holy hell until you literally fall down and yeah. just pet you just pass out yep. you just pass out yep. and then at some undetermined time in the future you get up and sprint again <laughs> and then pass out well and you have to that, imagine someone running and then like cartwheeling their hands you know, and the steps, yeah, and they, they like exactly. pretty much throw themselves forward and trip themselves up. That's what I do. Yeah. And, you, and you never really finish because no. sometimes, no. And sometimes when you wake up from from passing out, you run in a different direction. You run in the opposite direction. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what the problem with success is? It brings responsibility. People, you know, they, they, they realize you can do something and then they want you to do more of it. Where does it end? It doesn't. It doesn't end? end. I know. It ends right here. That's where it ends. This podcast <laughs> right now. It's, this this is, is. I did a podcast Friday after work. We did a podcast yesterday, right? Now we're on another podcast. <sighs> you know what I mean? It's 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 the it's the gr- it's the hustle. Look, we're making fun of it, but we're doing it. We're doing it. We're, we're living. We're living the hustle. Of course, uh, it's about eleven sixteen in the morning. Right after this, I'm down for about a three hour nap. I am just, spe- <laughs> I am spent. Okay, I am spent. So you're welcome, listeners. You're welcome. 
<laughs> just you're you're deliriously tired. Right I'm gonna now. take this week to focus on Matt Kerr. You know what I mean? He's been neglected yeah. too long. Yeah. So. All right. So on on that note, I think we should wrap this puppy up. So All right, everybody. Everyone, thank thanks for listening, and always remember to if you enjoy this podcast, please share it on your favorite app, uh, and also on iTunes. If you can uh, review and rate us, uh, you know, share it with friends and family. We'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any stories, uh, please email us at work, W-O-R-K, at theworkingexperience.com. Uh, you can send in stories. You can send in, um, you can even throw yourself on audio, like a voice memo, send it in. We'll play it on air and discuss it. And uh, these stories could be anywhere from horrific bosses to, you know, maybe you're, you have a kinship with Maddie Kay where you basically fall asleep at two o'clock. Tell yeah. us about that. And if you send us an email or a funny story, whatever, you will get a free t-shirt. All you have to do is send us your address. Jesus, you're, you're throwing that out there? Well, I will I'm not personally doing that. You, go to the you, post you, office. You, you, and you send you it. a T-shirt. I will do. I will take that upon myself. Yes. Okay. So that uh, that little that little Maddie K guarantee is about as good as nothing. <laughs> See, our inbox is going to be filled up now because everybody wants to have free T-shirt. That's the thing. So that's the uh, thing, right? Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john, J-O-H-N, at onecirclemedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening to another episode of The Working Experience.